Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Welcome to Retail Corner Podcast. I'm here with Carl Turner. He is a uh, uh, an expert in the field of AI, I would like to say. So Carl, a, uh, when you look at your LinkedIn, you see Dubai, you see Shanghai, you see Hamburg, you see Miami. Where are we today? Where are we living today? In Miami, in good old warm Miami. <laughs> perfect. Perfect, perfect. And so a, uh, for the, those of us that don't I, uh, don't know you personally, everything else like that. When I say expert at AI, what does that mean? When you come to us, can you kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, I mean, expert in AI. I don't, I'm not sure if I would really, you know, even say that 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 strong. But um, so, a little bit of background, right? So, um, I've been um, the founder and CEO of SwipeBy, um, and I would say that's where my closest to expertise in AI comes from. Um, and Swiper is a company, you know, which we started back in the day to really help with curbside pickup, help with um, um, click and collect, use geolocation. But as the time has come by, we figured out, you know, there is a lot of data we harness with being a platform for curbside pickup. And in the world of AI, data is really what makes AI good or bad, right? This is what the conversations were here. So we have spent now the last year, year and a half to figure out how can we use the data that we have together with artificial intelligence to add more value to our customers. So I would say I'm a little expert in applied AI for retailers and restaurants. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I know how to apply it. We know how to work with it. Uh, I'm not necessarily the whiz who builds a model, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, the, the true experts never call themselves experts, which is comforting <laughs> to me. And so, yeah, it's good stuff. And so, um, when we're when we're talking about AI, and you're talking about like the amount of data that's collected, mm -hmm. like what AI, What's the piece there? What what are we collecting? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, right, if you think about, I mean, artificial intelligence, right, in the end, and this, is, this has been a big thing, it, it, um, it's a computer that creates something new, right? Like, that's kind of when, when you high level, super simply think about it. And um, for it to be really powerful, when we look at ChatGDP and so on, and, you know, BART and Claude and whatnot all, these all tools have been trained on the entire internet, and they can create, you know, write me a 50 cent song and redo it for my wedding or something <laughs> like that. Right. And it will, yeah. it will spit it out in seconds. But the, the thing is AI becomes, you know, for business, if you think about it, or even for yourself, it becomes stronger and stronger for yourself, the more, or for the business, the more it has the actual data of the business. Right. And that can be um, transactional data, inventory data, right. If we look at retail customer data, tokenized and safe, right? But as I say, let's say a customer behavior data, right? What are people purchasing? What are people doing? And so, um, again, because what these models are doing, they're just taking data to then predict what is next, right? To, right. again, super high level, think about it. The more they have, the better they can predict, right? And so what we are right. doing is we're trying to give models that 
you know, we actually don't build ourselves. So we are not a competitor to OpenAI or we are not a competitor to IBM Watson or to Google, but we work with their technologies together with the data that we have together with a product flow, right? That's the other thing. Like data is one thing, but then AI can do something with the data, but what action does that trigger? So we are really trying to bring together the world of email sending, the world of customer interaction, the world of yeah. answering the phone, the world of your Google reviews and so on and bring oh, it together okay. with AI and your data to help a business. Right. And I think that's how data comes into play. There's, there's so much data within, uh, within brick and mortar, within, uh, within the delivery space that we're, we're working with something we've been working with for years now, but it's kind of coming back into, uh, back into favor with AI is geofencing. Are you guys, yeah. How, how are you applying that? Yeah. So that's really interesting, right? So that's, what swipe I started out, that's where the name actually comes from back in the day, right? So the idea was really, if you are a, um, a retailer, a brick and mortar, a business, and you want to compete with the hyper convenience of delivery, or with the drive throughs of the world, right, which is like primarily restaurants, um, how can you do that? And our concept was we use geo data, geolocation data of the customer real time data to facilitate a fully autonomous curbside experience, click and connect experience, meaning, you know, you are ordering something, you are driving to the location where you want to pick it up. On the way, the location is updated where you are. The moment you get there, they know that you arrived. You know that they know that they arrived, right? So that's very important. Right. It's, you know, you want to, as a customer, want to know what's happening. And so, um, you know, that is something that we have doing kind of outside of AI, right? So that is example, what we would consider is one of our data feeds, right? So one of them is, Curbside data. What is unique about curbside data is that you know where customers are kind of coming from and, you know, what are the tangents, what are the travel routes to you. Um, other data, which would be interesting here is, but delivery data is the same, right? With delivery data, you obviously know where you are, but you know where it needs to go. And so now one of the things, you know, which was really interesting about what AI can do here, and one of the things we're working on, this hasn't been released, but we're working on, well, digital billboards, they're everywhere right? Sure. Mail is a really great tool to put people to your store if you're brick and mortar. But you can now use AI to in real time, look at your curbside data, for example, look at your delivery data to understand at what time are your customers moving, driving, ordering to from. You can use AI to analyze travel routes, which normally you would need a full business analytics team to do, right? Analyze what highway goes in what direction, what is a one way, what is not a one way. And then you can use AI not really of that curbside data, of delivery data, but for example, of that menu data that you have, of that inventory data, of your store presence data to design oh, wow. a full digital billboard. And now in real time, you can, with the data, right? And this is where the unique data comes in. Like, for example, curbside data, there is this billboard showing up at the perfect time when exactly your customers <laughs> will drive by. You will find new customers and you didn't need a business analytics team. In theory, you didn't really need a designer. Uh, you didn't need, um, um, you know, a lot of marketing strategy to figure out when will you put that up because the crunching happened in real time of these data points. But that takes us back to the original point, but it's really important to have the data points because just putting in ChatGDP built me a billboard for my customer. Right. It will do something, but it will not be really relevant. 
So you're actually, you're opening the, the floodgate. There is so much data involved. I mean, you're talking about driving routes, you're talking about uh, customer experiences and customer history, day, times of day, everything else. If you had to prioritize, which, mm-hmm. which piece of data would you start with? Yeah. So I think the most relevant data, right, is which is the unique one, is what we consider the e-commerce data. And that's because we are, you know, at core an e-commerce platform. And that e-commerce data would be inventory, customer behavior, meaning what is purchased by kind of what type of customer is it purchased. The curbside data would fill into that, right? Where are people buying from? Where they're coming? Delivery data. So, but it's really the core data that is unique to a business, right? Because Having that data readily available and in real time is the challenge for most businesses because they might don't record it. It's recorded in some legacy POS. So I would say that is the biggest anchor. And then connecting this with public data, right? So connecting this with your reviews, connecting this with Google Maps to get driving information, connecting this with a company that powers, you know, there's a company called Edquick that does digital billboards and so on, right? So connecting now that with APIs to get data from other worlds, that is, I think, how you create the most impact, right? But this, but the, the Google Maps data, that's all public data. So I would say that's not really the important yeah. part. The important part is having your own data, your own data in real time about your business, about your customers, right? And, and that is the starting point. That makes sense. And so... Like when, when we talk about AI, we talk about this, just the flood of data that's going on. As you go up the, the chain of command, mm-hmm. AI sometimes gets lost. People who use it every day and people who, who rely on it, we understand it. But mm-hmm. as you move up that chain, sometimes it's, there's a little bit of hesitation. Yeah. How, and, and as you move up the chain, if you don't see the bottom line move, yeah. you know, if, if, if all of this isn't doesn't have an ROI, then it, it gets lost even further. Yeah. And so how do you overcome that? How do you overcome the, the communication yeah. up the chain and showing that it actually works when yeah. it comes to the bottom line? I mean, I think, right, so there is, which is, I mean, I think there's two two big things here, right? So one thing, which is it's just true, if you're a bigger organization, um, obviously how you work with your data, right? I mean, bigger organization, meaning going up the chain, customer size, right? Or, or you know, people who are handling that stuff is, it is a it is a valid concern, right? Like if, if you are the, uh, I don't know, a Walmart or McDonald's, do you want to really pass, even if it's tokenized, even if it's fully anonymized, right? And so on. Do you want to pass data to a open AI, right? Microsoft, sure. Google, and Amazon, right? That's somewhat potentially competitor even to you. Um, and so, I mean, in the end, you know, I think there, there you know, it will happen, but it, it's certainly a concern, right? And... I think the other concern is where we are today with AI, right? If we go back to this billboard example, AI is probably right now not there to make this billboard actually as good as the business analytics unit, the marketing designers, the planners, and so on that a Walmart would have to place that billboard, right? And so what our really strategy is that AI right now is a democratizer. So the little grocery store, the little convenience store, which is next to the Walmart, which never even considered thinking about a billboard because they would need a hire on retainer, a business analytics team, sure. a thousand bucks. They would need to hire a marketing agency, another 3000 bucks a month minimum, right? Retainer and so on. So for them to get that billboard up is massive work, right? But using their data and AI, 
it democratizes this for, I mean, setup costs, I don't know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, right, <laughs> compared to yeah. 9,000. And um, and then obviously you have the, the just placing the billboard or if you do direct mail, printing direct mail, or if you send emails or do text messages, right, the actual cost of consumption. And so how we are thinking about it is just we really see AI as a democratizer. And that's why we are focusing on SMB mid-market, right? Like the, the groups where AI right now can unlock something that they could never afford, right? right. Or we never really had the time to even think about and put the moving pieces together. If you look more up the chain, right, and, and, and look at bigger companies or companies with sophisticated org structures, right, where you have more decision makers, I mean, I think they are all moving to AI too because for there it comes more on a savings, right? If we go to SMB, make a, a mid-market, we are saying AI for $100 can do something that normally will cost you thousands and thousands, and it will add that value to your top line and your bottom line. To the big guys, it's really more, well, it will add to your bottom line, it will add to your top line, but primarily it will subtract cost from your bottom line, right? But right. that is a bigger structural change. And so I don't think there is no big company today that is not looking where to use AI. There's probably no large team that is not using AI already in, you know, day-to-day -day tasks, having it run over emails, you know, having it analyze presentations if you are mid or mid-market mid to hire manager. But I think right. implementing it tightly in your operations the advantage is if you are a small business, you don't have operations. I mean, I'm sorry, right? But you don't. Like, you don't have data right. that is tracked. You don't have really, you might use MailChimp, but you don't have an advanced marketing flow. So for us to put AI into your ops is pretty easy because we're building it from the ground up. Whereas with big organizations, it's way more working with moving pieces. And I think, frankly said, for us, it's not really our focus. All right. So, so to your question, the big opportunity, I think, is in democratizing right now. And the big guys higher up the chain, they're working on it too. They're working out it in their own way, but it's not really where we are coming in right now. I love that you're, you're giving the little guy a fighting chance. I, I dig that. <laughs> so. yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, right? It's, it, I think it, make, it will make a, a little bit in, in impact. In the end, you know, just on that, right, with all technologies, right? It, it gives a fighting chance right now, but then obviously... Yeah. We'll see what happens when big guys are catching up to it more, right? If we use that example, um, but I think in generally it will be, it will be democratizing, right? It will give people more access to resources that before they didn't have. That sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. I, I like the community view of it all, and so yeah. like uh, the way you, the way that you put things together in your in your mind, the way that you're you're approaching this. It, it speaks to the fact that you you didn't get here alone. I don't think anybody got here alone. And so, yeah, did you have any mentors coming up? Did you have, what what was there an, an importance of mentorship within your life? Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, um, definitely. I think you know. I mean, it it for everyone is different. For me, it starts with I guess family, right? So just super personally, like my family has been entrepreneurs in parts, have been business people in parts. So it's kind of like, you know, what, what I heard at dinner tables as a child was business talk, not about AI, I guess, right? Or I missed it. <laughs> that that would have um, been I weird. don't think, <laughs> it would be weird. I don't think so. Um, but so, you know, I think, you know, if we, if we, like from an entrepreneurial journey, right? I think when it comes to mentors, what is the, the challenge you always have on, as an entrepreneur is you have your team, you can't bother your team with your general problems, right? You, you are the, you're the hype man. You're the cheerleader, right? Your team is your, everything is always great because 
you know, you got to keep them excited. Your peers, your friends are, you know, there or you don't want to bother them with work, right? And I think that's not even entrepreneur, yeah. but that's any anyone who's work, right? And so I think where mentors really come in, and these have been important for me, has been the people you can really openly talk about everything and, you know, have a sounding board. But um, so no, I haven't got here alone. I have had mentors. I had mentors and family. I have been in, in like incubators or accelerators where I got mentors. Um, but I think what is really important, I actively ask for mentors, right? So for me, a mentor is someone who I can call, who I can send an email to, who I can jump on, you know, meet for coffee. And frankly said, talk about all the, excuse my friend, shit that is going on in my business life, maybe sometimes in my personal life related to the business life, and they can give a perspective. And I think is is really important that you have these, especially as yeah. an entrepreneur, but probably in general, right? Some people would call him maybe coach too, if you're more in the manager world, um, because it's the only people you can really talk to, right? Like, and, and, and I would say the pure luxury that I had, which is though not granted, is if it's family it's a mentor you can call 24 seven, right? Like, sure. if, if, a, like if you call your parents, right. Or your, your spouse or, you know, Hey, could your kids could be mentors. I'm a little young for that. Right. But um, like, you know, like they are, right? I, I, I guarantee but, you my kids are right? my mentors. <laughs> <laughs> but if it, if it's family, I think the beautiful was that. And again, it's, a, it's my, my perspective, right. My world. And I know it's very fortunate and, and very blessed is these are mentors. I can call 24 seven. It can be 3 AM, 2 AM. They will pick up and likely they will still love me you know, the next day, even though I bought sure. it. And that's a huge advantage that I had and helped me to get here. Awesome. Awesome. So, Hey, uh, we're running a little long on time. So I, yeah. something I like to ask everybody uh, that we talk with, is there a single piece of advice, somebody embarking on this journey, right at the square one, what advice do you wish you had? Yeah. So you talk about the entrepreneurial journey right now or, or sure. what journey, or is it if you're a business and a retailer, like, like, I guess it would be a little different, but let's, I would think entrepreneurial. Cause I mean, at the, okay. at the end of the day, we're all entrepreneurs. We're entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that the, I mean, one of piece of advice that I got and I think it worked with me is tell everyone what you want to do. Right. Because the more people you tell, it creates accountability it creates network, it creates resources, right? So if you have your idea and you don't, don't tell anyone, the idea is only as strong as you. If you tell right. 200 people, well, they will ask, how is it going? This will drive motivation, right? We might be like everyone, we want to hire self-starters. We want to hire health starters. Well, it helps to be a self-starter if other people start you, right? Talk to you. So <laughs> if yeah. I have an idea, I talk to as much as people. If we have a vision in our team, in our company, we talk to the team. Guess what? Every morning in Slack, I will be like, what's with this feature that you talked about? Is it coming? It will help me in my, my job, right? And so, again, talking a lot here, I think the advice would be if you have an idea, if you want to start something, hey, if you are brick and mortar and you want to turn to AI, if you want to start your business, if you want to switch careers, talk to as much as people because they will hold you accountable. They might know someone who can help. They might know a, a shortcut, not really, but someone who can open a door. They might know a resource. They might have advice. So, yeah, any idea, anything you want to progress, I would say start a business, be an entrepreneur, talk to everyone about it because it only can help you get forward. I like that because I, I believe I, I believe other people want to see other people like exceed in their life. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, not just succeed, but exceed. And yeah, and so yeah, that's perfect. 
I appreciate you. That's yeah. yeah, that's absolutely perfect advice is to tell everybody. And so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you next time you're having a family dinner where you're talking about entrepreneurial, I, I'm free, I'm sure. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> um awesome. And so I we're reaching our time limit here. And so thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you very much. This is Carl. He's with a uh, swipe by. We'll have all the links that you're that are necessary below if uh, if you want to reach out to him as a mentor or any even a uh, a business partner. So uh, thank you very much again, sir. Yeah, thank you. And definitely reach out. Always love to chat, hear things, right? This was me talking about what we're doing in a way, following hopefully my own advice. So, you know, hold me accountable and ask questions and love to chat about this topic or other topics. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.